Let's try. Okay. I think inshallah ta'ala we're good to go. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wassalatu wassalam ala abdillahi wa rasulih. Nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Before we go any further, I just want to make sure that the live stream is working. If I'm just going to get confirmation from someone who's watching it. Yeah, it's working. Um, maybe audio is a problem. It just is it enabled on there? Yeah. Is it coming through on there? Or is it muted? No, not on the screen. Is it coming through? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yep. Audio is okay as well. Very good. Okay. Very, very good. Next thing we have to do is connect to the girl side. Give us a moment to do that, inshallah. So for that. Let's try that one more time. Girls, is that not coming through for you? Girls, is that not coming through for you? There should be a call coming through for you to answer. Okay, that's good. Sounds right. No. Yeah. Try one more time for the girls. Yeah, that's it. Okay. All right. Very good. Alhamdulillah. We've got everybody connected and we're good to go. We're good to go. We're good to start with the class. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wa salatu wa salam ala abdillahi wa rasulih. Nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. I don't know. I don't know. Is that, is the sound of the microphone clear on the girl's side? Can you hear me from... Okay, very good. Today I want it to be the last class that we're going to talk about insha'Allah ta'ala <coughs> when we talk about the manners of a Muslim. We've been talking about different things that make up the manners of a Muslim. You guys remember we've been talking about that for several classes now. And insha'Allah today we're going to finish off our discussion on that topic with some of the things that we haven't spoken about so far. So one of the things that I want to talk about is I want to talk about patience, as-sabr. 
from the boys who can tell me what does patience mean? Hmm. Standing up is not going to help. Sit and put your hand. Yes, Muhammad. If somebody does something by mistake, you forgive them. That's kind of what we talked about last week, being halim, being kind and, and overlooking people's mistakes. And al-afu, just letting good things go. But what's patience? Hmm. Let's see. What do you think? Okay, not wanting, so I like that, not wanting something straight away. Not wanting something straight away. Um, still, it, it, there's more we could say, it's good, there's still more we could say about it. There's still more we could say, yes. Waiting for something to come. Okay, waiting for something to come. Still, there's more we could. There's more we could say. What do the girls think? Girls, what do you think? Okay, the question was, what is patience? Being patient. What does it mean? It's for the girls. Yeah, that answer's already gone from the boys about 10 times. We had the same answer. Waiting for something to come for you. Hmm, <laughs> what is patience? It's hard, huh? Hmm. If I said to you that patience is holding yourself back, would that not be a good... That's, that's kind of what the word, that's kind of what they say the word means. Everyone who holds themselves, holds themselves back from doing something. This is any kind of the word patience. So what they say is, they say that patience is Holding yourself back from rushing into something. That's one of the meanings of patience. But actually patience is, patience is three separate things. All of them are mentioned in the Quran. The first thing that we mean by patience is, we mean patience in doing good deeds. Girls, can you tell me what does it mean to be patient in doing good deeds? Being patient with the rewards, a good try. It's a good try, but not quite. It's a good try, girls. Yes, Mobin, what do you think? Uh, you'll, get your, um, you'll get your rewards. Mm. 
repeating what you do nearly, nearly, you girls came close with repeating what you do, not quite repeating what you do. Yeah, I like that one. Being consistent in doing good deeds. Let me give you an example. We pray five times a day. How many days of the year do we pray five times a day? All of them. Every single day of every single year of your entire life. Any from the age of seven years old or a little bit more than that. For your whole life, every single day, whether you are tired, whether you are ill, you still pray five times every single day. Tell your family to pray and keep consistent and patient and regular all the time. But I had a question. Boys, you're putting your hands up too early because I haven't asked you the question yet. And that's never a good idea because you don't know what the question might be. The question is, I said patience is holding yourself back. But this is not really holding yourself back, is it? Because you're doing, you're praying. How is it holding yourself back? What are you holding yourself back from? If you're praying every single day, what are you holding yourself back from? Yes, Habibi. From day, okay. That's a different topic. I'm coming to you, okay? Keep that idea. It's good. I'm coming back to it. Yeah. That's coming also. You two can sit together and tell me the same thing at the same time. You're both right, but you're both early. It's not quite right yet. Yes? Ooh, that was very deep, Mubin. That was so deep, we nearly drowned. That was very good. You're holding yourself back from the hellfire. Excellent, mashallah. Very good. Anas? Good, I like that. That's the best answer we had so far. Holding yourself back from laziness. And you have to be regular in your prayer. Your soul is telling you, Fajr, Fajr, nah, I just go back to sleep for a bit. Yeah? You have to keep on getting up for Fajr time. And that's holding yourself back from laziness, holding yourself back from leaving what you're doing. That is the meaning of, of what Allah said, Rabbu samawati wal ardi wa ma baynahuma fa'budhu. Fa'budhu. وَاسْطَبِرْ لِعِبَادَتِهِ هَلْ تَعْلَمُ لَهُ سَمِيَّةِ Worship him and keep on regularly worshipping him. Be patient, be regular in worshipping him. So you have to be really patient when it comes to worshipping Allah. That's one type out of three. One is done. Okay, one is done. There is two left. Jazakallah khairan. One is done there. I was trying to hold up three fingers. I was holding up four fingers. I couldn't figure out how to hold up three fingers. Three, one is done, two are left. The two that are left, one of them is holding yourself back from doing the haram. That's easy to understand, right? The person who they are scared of the day when they're going to stand in front of Allah. Or they're scared of Allah because of his names and his attributes. The person who's scared of Allah and they're scared about the day of judgment. What do they do? 
their nafs is telling them, do this haram, do this haram, do this haram. What are they saying to their nafs? No, no, no. How many days is their nafs telling them to do haram? Every single day. How many days does the shaitan take off in a year and go on holiday? Zero. Shaitan never takes a day off. Ramadan. Not even in Ramadan. It was a clever answer, Mubin. You're doing well, mashallah. You're giving me clever answers, but it's not quite correct. I tell you why. The meaning of the shaitan being chained in Ramadan is not that he goes away completely. It either means that the big shaitan is chained or it means that shaitan is less powerful. But he still doesn't take a day off. And I'll give you the evidence for that. In Ramadan, do all the bad things in the world stop? No. A shaitan is still busy even in Ramadan, but he's just tied up in Ramadan. He's working, but his hands and legs are tied up, so he can't do very much like he can do in the other months. He doesn't take any days off. That means you have to be patient in pushing shaitan away every single day of your life. And you have to be patient in pushing your nafs away. What's your nafs? Girls, what's your nafs? Okay, close, sort of. Yeah, and put your hand up. <laughs> yourself, girls got it right. Yourself, yourself, your soul, you. You are always whispering to you. You are whispering to you. You are whispering to you. Your inside, your self inside is whispering to you and saying, yeah, it is, it's, it's pretty good. Shall we do it? Just do it once. Shall we just do it once? Can we just do it one time, one time, one time, one time? You have to keep telling your nafs, no. No. Allah said haram. That's it. No. Shaitan is telling you, you should do this one time, one time. No. You have to be patient in that. But there's a third type of patience. One second, I'm coming to it. I'm, I'm coming. There's a third type of patience. And this is patience when something bad happens to you. Because Allah didn't make this life Jannah. Are you agreed? Are we all agreed we're not in Jannah right now? Convince anyone think they might be in Jannah? No? Everyone agreed we're not in Jannah right now. Okay? This life is not Jannah. That means that this life, sometimes you are happy and sometimes you are sad right sometimes you have good days and sometimes you have really bad things happen when those things happen you have to hold yourself back now here's the question for the boys what are you holding yourself back from when something really bad happens to you don't stand up standing up will not help you putting your hand up will help you but standing up will not help you go on Anger, I like that's good. Yes, Anas. Ah, I get you about saying bad things about Allah. Excellent. So we got anger, saying bad things about Allah. From bad things. Give me some example. Try and give me an example of what, what bad things. Like, very good answer. He gives anger. Like, you don't want to get angry when something bad happens. 
You don't want to be like, oh, you know, I didn't get my grade or oh, I didn't get that present I wanted and you're getting angry. And you don't want to say bad things about Allah. What else are you trying to hold yourself back from? What do you think? Okay, so how will you, how will you behave? Like how will you, will you be angry? Will you be, how will you? You can be sad. You can be sad. Being sad is not a problem. Like being sad is not wrong. But what is wrong is getting angry, saying bad things about Allah. Girls, did you have something? Okay. Yes. Don't, don't worry about preventing something bad, we'll come to it. We, I want to I talk about how, what does it mean to hold yourself back when something bad happens? Yes. Yeah, okay. Okay. I like the answer. It's a good answer. For the girls, I like the girls' answer. They gave a good answer. What was the answer, girls? Remind me. You just said no. Not being hasty, not rushing. You rush. Oh, I'm never going to get it. It's never going to be good. I'm never going to be happy. Never, ever, 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 ever. And you get, you rush, you get upset, and you rush too fast. Shabab. Abdurrahman, if you just get, get up and get who needs to move, I move him. We're moving you for your own benefit. <laughs> Don't worry, inshallah. We're not upset with you. We're moving you so you can concentrate. Tamam. Uh, what was I saying? Not rushing. You feel when something bad happens, don't you feel like, what do you feel? You feel like it's never going to get better. You feel like, oh, that's it. My whole life is ruined. You are 10 years old. Who ruined your life? You're fine. You just need a couple of days, couple of weeks, inshallah, to get over it. But for you, 10 years old, something went wrong. My life is finished now. There's nothing good ever going to happen to me. You rush and you get too upset. Yeah? So, uh, what, what do you think? Yeah, you shouldn't, you shouldn't hold, you should hold yourself back from doing something bad. But that's what we talked about earlier. Yes. Like as an example, like if you lost, you lost a friend or even any bad thing happens to you, don't get angry, don't say bad things about Allah and don't be rushing and thinking things are never going to get better. That's a type of patience. Okay, if that's what we shouldn't do, what should we do? What should we do when something bad happens to us? Hmm... Now be patient, that's no answer girls, that's not an answer, because that, that's, we've been talking about that. I, I mean, what does it mean to be patient? What should you actually, what, okay, don't get angry, don't say bad things about Allah, don't, what should you do? Okay, the girl said, go slowly. And he give it time. Let things work out, give it time. What else should you do? <clears throat> go on. Yeah, go on. So say good things about Allah. 
Think good. Subha- okay, girls came up with an excellent one. Say Alhamdulillahi ala kulli hal. All praises to Allah for every say everything. If I'm having a good day, Alhamdulillah. If I'm having a bad day, Alhamdulillah. If I'm having a terrible day, Alhamdulillah. Doesn't matter what my day is like, Alhamdulillah ala kulli hal. I praise Allah every day. Yes, Habibi. So you calm down, yeah, calm down, take it easy. What else can you do? Make dua. Ask Allah to help you. Ask Allah to make it easy for you. Yeah, ask Allah to make it easy for you. What should you be thinking about? Think about Jannah. Yeah, don't think about this life. Okay, this life you lost somebody, but inshallah ta'ala you'll find that person. If you don't find them in this dunya, you'll find them in the next life inshallah. And he let... Let everything calm down. Don't get too excited. And try to be happy with what Allah chose for you. Because Allah doesn't choose bad things for you. Now, when you listen this carefully, because this is hard, okay? Listen, put your hand down, listen. Carefully, carefully. Allah doesn't choose bad things to happen to you. Allah chooses tests for you. Okay, Allah doesn't want you just to have a bad life But Allah wants to have you to have a test So if something bad happens to you It's not because Allah wants something bad for you It's because Allah wants to test you Now you have a choice Either you do something good out of that something bad Or either you do something bad If you do something bad, you broke the, you lost the test And if you do something good, you pass the test so don't see the bad things that happen to you that it's a bad thing. But instead of seeing it as a bad thing, see it as a chance. See it as an opportunity. Allah has given me a chance to pass a test. So if something bad happens to you, what are you thinking about? I'm thinking, this is a test. Allah has given me a chance to pass and a chance to fail. Okay, what do I need to do to pass? Say good things, be patient, don't rush, don't get angry. Don't get upset, say Alhamdulillah. More than that, what the Prophet taught Ibn Abbas, he said, uh, he taught it to, he said, um, no, not to, uh, to, not to Abdullah ibn Abbas, uh, not to Abdullah ibn Abbas, not the hadith of Abdullah ibn Abbas, another hadith. The Prophet taught the companion, he said, وَإِنْ أَصَابَكَ شَيْءٌ if something happens to you, what should you say? It was Allah's decree and Allah does what He wants. Do you guys know that dua? It is Allah's decree and He does what He wants. That's what you say when what happens? When something happens to you that's a bit difficult for you, it's a bit, it's a bad thing or something hard for you. You say, See, I tell you, today I came, I put my cameras and my equipment out. I realized, number one, I forgot the recording drive. So I can't record it. I said, no problem. The recording drive is not here. We will go live. Anyway, the live stream is here. Bismillah. There is no live stream. The live stream key is not there. Okay. What do we say in this situation? قَدَّرَ اللَّهُ وَمَا شَاءَ فَعَلْ 
it was Allah's decree and Allah does whatever He wants. Inshallah, I'm going to be patient. Alhamdulillah, I sent a message to the home. They sent me the key again. We put it on and Alhamdulillah, the live stream started. Alhamdulillah. So don't get upset about things and don't panic about things. There's one more thing you should do. One more thing I want you to do when something bad happens. Shabab, listen. When something bad happens, there's one more thing I want you to do. And that is, don't worry about what you can't do. Only worry about what you can do. What do I mean? Who can explain that to me? Who can explain it to me? Yalla Habibi, explain. It does mean be patient, you're right. But explain it to me. What does it mean? Worry about what you can do. Don't worry about what you can't do. Yes, Habibi in the back. Yeah. Okay, excellent. Very good. Let me explain that to everyone because they probably can't hear you. But it was very, very good what you said. There are some things that you can do. For example, today I told you my camera didn't have a recording drive. They forgot the drive. Okay? Can I get one? There's no shop that sells one here. Can I drive home? I will miss the class. Can I do anything? No. Okay, live stream is not working. Can I, get the, can I message somebody to get the key? Yes, I can send a message to whoever is at home and say to one of them, can you bring me the, the key? So the point is there's things I can do and there's things that I can't do. What, the, what people do wrong is they spend their time worrying about all the things they can't do. Oh, the drive, the drive, the drive, the drive, the drive, the drive, the drive. The drive, the drive, the drive, where's the drive? I can't do anything about it, so there's no point in worrying about it because I can't change it. That's what it is. I can't, there's nothing that I can do about that. But what I could do, I did. What I could do, I did. So when something bad happens to you, worry about what you can do and ask Allah's help. But don't worry about what you can't do. There's no benefit in you sitting there worrying and panicking over something you can't change. Only worry about what Allah has given you that you can do. And everything, leave it to Allah. Leave everything to Allah. That's what we call tawakkul. Putting your trust and your reliance in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, Habib. Um, if, if my question comes something bad, Yeah, you can, change, you can change your feeling about something by taking your mind off a bad thing that happened to you and concentrating on using your day for good. I like that. Yes, Mubi? If you have an anger problem, uh, the Sunnah gives lots of suggestions for getting rid of anger. The best thing to get rid of anger, the Prophet one day he saw a man and this man, his face was red and his vein was popping out. Like you could see the vein is popping out from anger. The Prophet said, I know something. If this man said it, whatever has got into him would go away. That's number one. Number two, if you're standing up, sit down. 
If you're sitting down and you're still angry, lie down. This is also from the Sunnah. Some of the scholars mentioned wudu. It's not a hadith, but it's also good. Any wudu is also good. It's not a hadith. To the best of my knowledge, there's no authentic hadith for it. But it's also good for you to make wudu when you get angry. Yeah, remember Allah. Remember Allah. When shaitan makes you angry, remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Naam. Yes, Habibi. Very true. Actually, to be honest, everything in life is like that, but we just don't see it. That subhanAllah, we get angry, you know, miss a plane. The person missed the plane. And they get so angry, I missed a plane. I look at this, life is so unfair. Why this happened to me? And they get angry with Allah. And subhanAllah, when the plane crashes, they say, oh, Alhamdulillah, Allah saved me. Yeah? The thing is, you laugh at that person, but actually your whole life is like that. We get angry at things we don't know where good is for us and we don't know where the bad things are going to happen to us. So it's not just, I mean, that's an extreme example of the plane crashing. But actually in your whole life, you go through things like that. You know, you say, oh, why can I not go outside? I want to go outside. I want to go outside. And you don't know what could happen to you if you went outside. But a person has to trust in Allah. Okay, listen, I want to talk about, I want to talk about, a couple more points. I really want to talk about a couple more points. I want to talk about bravery. Okay? I want to talk about shuja'a. I want to talk about bravery. So who can tell me what does it mean to be brave? Now I want this in the Islamic. I want an Islamic answer for this. I don't want a, a non-Islamic answer. Any being brave means, you know, you fight the guy at school. Or I want like... I want to know what does it mean to be brave? Mm. Girls had a yellow. To only trust in Allah. That's to be reliant on Allah. But brave, I want bravery. What does it mean to be brave? Mm. Muhammad, you're still standing up. If you sit down and put your hand up, I'm going to ask you. Sit, hand. Okay, yes, Muhammad. Hmm. Hold that thought, girls. Yes. Okay. You gave the same answer as the girls. Both Muhammad and the girls gave the same answer, which is about speaking out about Islam. That's a kind of bravery. I think there's some rules to it. It's not every time you speak out, like it depends on the situation. But... I still want to know what bravery is before that. Not an example. I want someone to tell me what does the word bravery mean? Shuja'a. What does it mean? Or shaja'a even. What does it mean? Shaja'a. For someone to be brave. What does it mean? Mm, who have I not heard from for a while? Yes. To fight for Islam. That's also good. You gave an example. You gave an example. But we still didn't get 
to the basic meaning. We went, you gave a good example and Muhammad gave a really good, the girls gave a really good example. Okay, girls, you got there, nearly, nearly. The girls, they said, put your hand down. They said, doing something when you're scared to do it. That is a, a, a really good answer. The scholars, they say, shiddatul qalbi indal ba's. That when things are really bad, or things are really scary, or things are really dangerous, you are steadfast, you're, you're firm, your heart is firm. You do things even when you're scared. That's what bravery is. Because, for example, who is, when you say this person was brave and this person was a coward, the brave person stayed and did what they had to do. The coward did what? Ran away. Yeah? So bravery means to do the thing you need to do even though you are scared. That's what it means. Okay. They say that in Islam, it means to be willing to do something that you're scared of or something that you dislike when there's a need to do it. Mm. Why do we say when there's a need to do it? Because sometimes there's no need for something and people just rush into it. I'm being brave, you know, like, and he's fighting somebody in the street. He said, you could have just said to him something and you could have just turned around and walked away. Why you, you don't need to get involved. So you have to have a need to do it. But that's what it means. It means to be willing to put yourself into danger, to put yourself into something you dislike, to put yourself into something you're scared of. And to do that when there is a need for it. When there's a need for it. Very good. Who can give me an example of bravery from the seerah of the Prophet Sallallahu Or from, stand up. Or from the, the companions. Yes, Mubin, have you got one for me? Being willing to sacrifice yourself. If we change it and say for Allah, it's better. Because for people you love, it sounds like it's not sincere. But like for Allah to defend people you love is good. Yeah, I like that. That definition is a good definition. Yes, Muhammad. Like in the Battle of Badr, when they were only a small group. And they saw the people to be double their size, when actually they were even more than that. They were even more. And they stood firm and they fought and they won that battle. The Prophet ﷺ and his companions, that's an excellent example of being brave. In other words, Normally, what would you want to do if you see an army that's three times bigger than you? You want to run away. Like, that's what normal people want to do. We're not saying it's not normal. I mean, normally, you want to run away. But the person who is brave is the one who, they stayed firm, they stayed strong. But now I want to come back to the definition the girls gave at the beginning. Because bravery is not only about fighting. It's also about being brave enough to say the right thing at the right time. But again... There has to be a need for it. 
Sometimes people speak out and they say things and there isn't any need for it. And it's the wrong thing to say at the wrong time. That's not bravery. But bravery is when you speak out for something and it's the right time for it, the right time to speak. Just like fighting at the right time, at the right time to fight is bravery. Speaking at the right time to speak is also bravery. But fighting at the wrong time and speaking at the wrong time that's not what we call, that's not what we call bravery. Good. Yes, Mubin, what did you have for us? Okay. Jazakallah khayalan, you're completely right. Allah, you're very right. Okay. There is one more. Ooh. There are so many, but there is just one more that I want to cover. The one that I want to cover is, and the last one I think I'm going to cover out of our se selection on manners, is I want to talk about having high aspirations and big dreams. Okay? Motivation is what I want to talk about. What we call ulu wal himma. Being motivated. Who can explain this to me? Girls. Okay, good. The girl said, the girl said, setting yourself a high goal, working towards it without being driven off course, without losing your way. That's a really good definition. What do, you, what do the boys think? What do you think? What do you think? Um, by being inspired by someone or something. Being inspired by someone or something, to have, be motivated to do something. Now we're not talking about the world, we're not talking about this world. We're talking about Islam, right? Religion and our religion, Islam. So what does it mean to be motivated in Islam? What does it mean to, be, have, to have a high dream, a big dream in Islam? No, I'm going to say to the girls, you're wrong about that. The girl said paradise and I'm going to say no, you're not right. Specifically, there's a reason for that. Why? What do you think, girls? What could be? What could you correct about that statement? Okay. So, yeah, the highest levels of paradise. Why? Because paradise is many levels. There are me and the difference between the levels is like the difference between this world and the and paradise, and it's a big difference between the heavens and the earth. Big difference. So why would you want to aim for something very, very low when you can aim for something very, very high? So it's aiming for the highest you can achieve in every part of Islam. Let me give you an example. The Prophet ﷺ said, إِذَا سَأَلْتُمُ اللَّهُ الْجَنَّةِ فَسَلُوهُ الْفِرْدَوْسِ If you ask Allah for Jannah, ask Him for 
الفردوس what is الفردوس الفردوس فإنه أعلى الجنة it's the highest place in Jannah and it is the best place in Jannah ومنه تفجر أنهار وتفجر أنهار الجنة and from it the rivers of paradise come and some of the narrators said the Prophet said above it is the throne of the most merciful You two, go and sit, sit, sit there for two minutes. Learn the class. You mean do it? Okay, so go and sit, sit, go, go, bit, go that way. Yalla, jazakallah khair. If you ask Allah for Jannah, ask Him for what? Al Firdaus. What do you ask Him for? Al Firdaus. Ask Him for the best place in Jannah. Why are you aiming to be like the last one in the door? If you want to get knowledge of Islam, Aim to have lots of knowledge of Islam. Why are you aiming to just have a little bit? I just want to know how to pray. No, that's not That's not what we're talking about. I just want to know how to be a good Muslim in a simple way. No, that's not what we're talking about. I want to read all the books in this masjid. I want to get as much knowledge as I can. I want to act upon all the knowledge I have. I want to be among the people of knowledge in my time. Have big dreams. Don't have little dreams. Little dreams, I just, I wish I would just know how to make wudu. That's a little dream. Have big dreams in Islam. Now the thing is, in, in the world, people have big dreams. If I ask you now, I want to be a pilot, I want to be an engineer, I want to be millionaire, I want to be a businessman, I want to own this, I want to own that. I ask you about Islam, you're like, I want to know how to pray. Why is it? If I ask you about the world, you say, I want to be there, I want to be this, I want to own this, I want to have 10 houses and 15 cars and I want to own a private jet. And, I, and when I ask you about your religion, you're like, I want to come to a class every week. No, it should be the other way around. This world doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how many, if you have one house or you have no houses or you have ten houses, doesn't make any difference. You can only ever stay in one place anyway. What makes a difference is your deen, your religion. Have big goals, big dreams. Yeah, khalas, you've got a house wherever you live. Anyways, it, it, it's a, it, it is what it is, Yani. But the point is you want, in Jannah, you want to have 15 houses. In Jannah, you want to have palaces. In Jannah, you want to have... The biggest space you can have, the highest place you can have. Don't be someone who has big dreams in your worldly life, but when it comes to your religion, you don't have big dreams. That's a problem. Do you all understand what I meant? Was it clear what I said? Okay. How can you achieve that? That's my next question. How do you achieve having big Dreams and high aspirations. Reminding yourself that this world is only temporary and it doesn't matter. Very good. Very good. How else can you stay motivated? How do you keep motivated? How do you not lose your energy? Good. Girls are doing very well. Remember the rewards. Read the Qur'an, okay, read the Qur'an and read the seerah, read the, read the stories of the people who achieve big things. 
You know when you read a story, you read about the Prophet ﷺ, you read about the Sahaba. You know this was a tiny group of people who conquered a whole huge part of the world. When you read about, you know, individual companions, they did this, they did this, the battle of Badr, the battle of Uhud, you're reading these things, you feel like I want to achieve something in my life. You don't think, oh, my goal is to beat my friend in this video game. You're reading about Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqqas, who, the, who took over Persia, the whole of, he, he took over Persia, and your goal is to beat your friend in a video game. No, no, you read about, when you read about these people, you feel, and you feel like you want to achieve something in your life. You feel like you want to do something amazing in your religion. So that's a, another good way, reading the seerah, the stories of the people who came before you. That's a really good idea. What else can you do to stay motivated? Remember the rewards, the girl said. Very good. Yes, girls. Remember the punishments, okay? So you're thinking about the rewards for things, you're thinking about the punishments for things. How do we know rewards and punishments motivate people? Hmm. Go on, what do you think? How do we know? How do we, what do we, how can we prove it? Guaranteed, go on. You're right, but I want to know a proof. Someone says to me, I don't believe rewards and punishments work. You should only ever reward someone. Just keep giving them sweets and candy and they'll be, they'll, they'll be motivated. I want to prove, prove to me that it doesn't work. The only thing that works is rewards and punishments together. It's a very easy answer. When I tell you the answer, you're going to be shocked that you didn't give me the answer. Go on, Muhammad, you had your hand up for a while. Mm. Think about the question then put your hand Okay, yes, Anas You're very close, Anas But nearly, you're like You came very close, very, extremely close Extremely close When you said the Prophet Muhammad Go on The answer is too easy, Ikhwani The answer is so simple Allah in the in the <laughs> you know you, you give the right answer, you don't know you gave the right answer. Yes. Go on. In the Quran, Alhamdulillah. The whole of the Quran is full of rewards and punishments. Jannah, Jahannam. Do this and you'll get Jannah. Don't do this and you'll get Jahannam. Do this, Allah will be pleased with you. Do this, Allah will be angry with you. The whole of the Quran is, is built around the idea of rewards and punishments. Rewards for people who do good and punishments for people who do bad. So if that is what Allah Azza wa told us in the Quran, it has to be the best way of doing things. Rewards and punishments. That's how people stay motivated. Okay, girls, do we have any questions from the girl side before we wrap up for today? Girls. 
No questions from the girls' side. Yalla, boys. Boys have always got questions. Nothing? Go on. You were born in Ramadan. Okay, that's better. We don't leave this word birthday. You were born in Ramadan. I was also born in Ramadan, apparently. But I actually don't, I don't entirely know if that was true because I only have the digital calendar. I, my parents were not Muslim, so I can't ask them, was it Ramadan when I was born? But as far as I know, I was also born in Ramadan. But we, since we don't celebrate our birthdays, it doesn't make any difference. Alhamdulillah. And nobody asked me how old I am. Yalla. Allahumma, we started the topic. Yes. What are gifts if it's not celebrating it? <laughs> what is a gift? A gift is celebrating it. You can't celebrate your birthday. You can't get presents for your birthday. You can't get cakes for your birthday. You can't dress up for your birthday. You can't wear a party hat on your birthday. Your birthday is the same day like every other day of the year except that you're a little bit older than you were before. Yeah. Well, you really only increase by one day, but that, that, will, that will do. Okay, okay guys, yalla. That's what Allah made easy for us to mention and Allah knows best. Wassalatu wassalamu ala Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.